What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. That's what's going on. And that's why I don't eat sushi anymore. Okay. I just like to start the shows in the m- at the end of a story that nobody knows uh, where it started. Where from. it started, exactly. Yeah. But uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another. We're somewhere in the hundreds now. We're almost we're probably around 108, 109 episodes. I should know this shit, but uh. Congratulations yeah. on that. I don't even know where I'm at on mine. Well, you said uh, I know you said the other I day like it took you 11 episodes to figure out you can do shit with the green screen. Yeah. So you you're probably close to 20 about now. No, we're, no. We're, we're, we're basically at 13. Oh, okay. well, see, you do know. Yeah. You do know. I Well, somebody had to remind me last night. Probably I, had to remind you of a lot of stuff, apparently, last night. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, the reason I was so hyped up, though, when I ran into you last night was because I had an incredible day. It was my second time ever doing a commercial. I'd, oh, you so, did a commercial so I'd yesterday? Been on, so I'd been on set since 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh, shit, man. And like, Congratulations. I did, uh, it was like a really cool commercial where I played a skydiving instructor. I was like the main speaking role in the commercial. That's fantastic. And man. I was um, a car salesman. In the same commercial? Yeah, I was a car salesman, a skydiving instructor, a cowboy, and a boxing trainer all in the same commercial. And I had to do a California surfer accent for the skydiving instructor. A southern, like, Texas accent for the cowboy and a New Yorker accent for the boxing trainer. So it was cool, and it's going to be great for my reel and stuff. That's fantastic. But I seriously was, like, full of adrenaline because I really almost got messed up severely by a bull. I was, like, less than a foot away from a 1,500-pound bull. Well, okay, okay, walk me through this. By by the way, everybody, that's Brett Riley. Hi. I I didn't introduce you yet, but if if you read the title of the podcast, you know it's Brett Riley. All right, so... Um, hi, guys. Hi, Brett. Hi. Um, okay, so walk me through. So, first of all, what's the commercial for? It's for uh, National Credit Report. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so like... I think it's a regional spot, but, I mean, it could, if you know, if it g- gains some momentum because it's a really funny spot. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Could go national? Could, yeah. Okay. Either way, yeah. It's my. It's like the second commercial I've been on, so I was just like, all right, whatever, cool. And how many have you auditioned for so far? I have no idea how many I've auditioned for. It's like a crazy amount because I've been out here like seven years all right so that's the luck of the draw it's like that that's what they always say you've got to like get 100 rejections before you get your one booking yeah and like that's also like it's amazing like that most people don't realize if you if you land 600 if you land six national commercials for every 250 auditions you actually had a really good commercial career yeah yeah oh yeah people they they think that uh yeah that it's just um, if if you only booked six out of like you said two you know two fifty oh that sucks but no 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 if no, you really actually, know the reality yeah. of how this works that's a fantastic ratio or if people had any perspective on like what actual um, the gravity of things is period like I have to remind myself all the time I'm sure as I'm sure you and any other entertainer or comedian has to we're not doing like this is not the this is not like the bullshit road show. We're in Hollywood. This right, is LA. Right. This, yeah. <laughs> like it's this a, is, you know. It, I feel like we should start singing um, Cheryl Crow. This yeah. is LA. This All is, I want to do is. Like, <laughs> down Ventura Boulevard. Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. That, okay. that, that's true. I messed that up. Yeah. Right. You're not a, you don't, you don't know your shit. I don't know my Why Cheryl am I doing Crow. this with you? You're awful interviewing. Exactly. Kay. So uh, okay, so you uh, you land this commercial. Congratulations on that. So, Thanks. yesterday you shot 
everything. Like it was no, all we full- this it was a two day shoot. So two I shot shoot. Wednesday from seven in the morning until seven o'clock at night, and then I shot yesterday. And oh, yesterday so. was now. Were you actually when you said skydive? They didn't like take you up in a real plane. You were no, but like we were something. we were up at the you know we were up at the Camarillo Airport where they have like a museum. They have an air museum, and we were up in um, this big huge plane. That looked like picture. yeah. That looked like uh, you know. Oh wow. Okay. So this is. So we were up in the plane. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Really had like. This is like a skydiving plane. Yeah, and they this had, but it's also like called the China Doll. It looks like a, one of those planes that they would fly over, like in those old war movies, and drop you. You know that. Oh where, wow! Where people yeah, yeah. Like jump out to. Like paratroopers. Go, yeah, like paratroopers and stuff, and uh, it was it's crazy. But you know they've got the whole side of this plane opened up. And they're blowing high intensity fans at us. So it looks like, you know, like Like we're actually, yeah, like we're up in an airplane with the doors open and I'm delivering lines and I can't even hear myself. But they're like, yeah, man, do like a, do like a California surfer accent, like, like Spicoli from Nice. And I was like, okay. Uh, But yeah, I couldn't hear you. I couldn't even hear myself. No, when you first when you went in for the audition, was it? Uh, did you audition and then get it, or how many callbacks did you have? No, I just had I auditioned and got it. Really? Yeah, dude, that's rare. Uh, also, it was like a huge shot in the arm. Like the the like I said, it's my second commercial, and I'm not exactly super comfortable with that stuff yet. Like mm-hmm. I love being a live performer. I still get squirrely, even when I'm taping the podcast up at Lovitz when the, you know in front of the green screen. I still get squirrely, like being on camera. Like I don't know, but I'm getting better at it. But yeah, like, obviously. it was a huge shot in the arm when the director came up. Like, I get on set, and I walk over by the trailer, and the dude comes up and goes, "Hey, I'm Paul. I'm the director." Shakes my hand. He goes, "By the way, crushed that audition, dude." And I go, "What? Thanks, man." It was like, uh, bleh. like I kind of like got all squirrely, like flush, like a. Oh, that's, that's great, man. Kid. I did. I was like, "Wow, man, thanks, man." It was like, it "Feels good." Yeah, it did. It felt really good, and like, I, I totally. But that's the thing with auditioning is like you hear I'm hearing all of these people auditioned everyone. And it was like a bunch of people it was like a huge room full of people auditioning and you can hear everybody. And all of the scenes are supposed to be like over the crowd, over the roar of the crowd, over the roar of the engines from the plane. Um, so everybody was pretty much yelling, like mm-hmm. really like loudly yelling their lines at the people in the casting. And I don't know. I just wanted to break up the monotony and like, you know, you're supposed to do three accents. You're supposed to do surfer, cowboy, New York. I just went in and like messed around and pretended like I didn't understand that. Oh, they actually wanted those accents. I just did accents like that. I thought I would that would be funny. So So I went in and did I went and did like a really bad like, you know, the racist like Indian accent, like (laughs) really bad. Like I went in and I was like. All right, dude, you've got this, right? <laughs> and they were like, "No, no, we wanted to be a surfer." And th- and you know how everybody's so, so friggin' like, they don't even realize how by the book they are. Sometimes people mm-hmm. out here, like they were like trying to actually be polite <laughs> and tell me like, "No, no, 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 uh, no, no, we want a surfer accent." I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> sorry, I feel like an idiot." And I did that to break the monotony. That's smart. In- That's because I remember you for that. Yeah, and they were like, they were like, "Oh, you're, you're messing with us," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> I just figured you guys could be messed with after having people yell at you. All right, dude, 
you got this right like i was like you probably have been hearing that what for the last four hours yeah. right and they were like yeah and i was like okay i just figured i'd i figured break I'd break it. no it that's up. that's actually a really smart move and then all of a sudden they were like oh all right and then they kind of like then they were like gave me actual notes on what they were looking for because of that they were like okay we want you to pause like deliver it like this like 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 it's an assertion like you're saying like you got this like when you're in because that was what was so funny about the the shoot is like it's a uh, um you know like in every scene it's a credit report commercial mm -hmm. so like i'm and i thought it was really clever because like in every scene i'm basically asking the dude like you got this because it's called no before you go it's like know your credit score because you don't want to like be trying to purchase a car and find out you have like crap credit as you're falling from the sky yeah like, so oh, this fuck, did so i get yeah. that car so yeah, so we're like the scenario is like it starts off with me as the car dealership guy going, so you know your credit score, right? And then it zooms in on the dude like with this look of panic on his face, and then it goes through these scenarios where I'm the that's cool same guy, but I'm the instructor, like I'm the trainer in the boxing thing, and I'm going, you got this, right? You know you got you got this, kid. And then we turn and look, and it's a guy bigger than Mike Tyson in the ring, <laughs> and I go right, you know, like it. So it's like I'm pumping him up at first, and then I'm like. Right, like you? No, you don't. Oh, shit. dude, this is this is like going to be so good because it also showcases you in like three different ways. Yeah, for like, the real. And what was cool is like I don't know. It was just I don't. I just really feel like things are lining up right now, so I'm excited. Absolutely. And like, so okay, but tell me about the bullfighting thing now, because dude, is, I the, really almost got smashed. So what happened? I, I so, was so like walk, walk me through this. You're they, you're you're uh, pe you're, pl I'm, you're playing I'm doing, a bullfighter in this scene. No, or? I'm just supposedly the, I'm supposed supposedly I hate that that I accept. supposedly I hate that when I do that. It's uh, such a dumb thing because I notice it every time and I fix it. Supposedly is supposed, a word because you're not. I like supposedly supposed to do anything. Supposedly, that's when the Pope's supposed to do something. I just but no, I was less than a foot away from a real bull, like Bronco bull, like a real bucking. Rodeo, a mother bucking bull. Yeah, and he's uh he's pulling up a picture. I'm pulling it up so you can see this because it's ridiculous. Like, look, look at this. Look at this animal. He's got a video of yeah. a real fucking bull. It's a real bull. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I'm talking to the bull because I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Wow, I didn't realize I was gonna be that close because i was like oh this is gonna be cool they have a stunt double that's gonna ride the bull um and all this stuff and okay uh they go yeah but you're in there for the shot so i'm right there in the pin that's how close i am to the thing what are you on top of the bull no the guy the cowboy is i got gutsy this is before i realized how dangerous it was okay so it's a picture of you I climbing mean, over, like the, over gate the top of the, the bull. bull yeah and I and I didn't realize. I thought, oh, they told me that the bull's all tame and everything, and I believe them because I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I uh, so I have some shots of me on the bull and like right next to it. Okay, not bulls, not tame. And yeah. I realized how much close I was to being in danger because the guy riding the bull, uh, the stunt double, he goes, "Don't worry, man, I'll walk you through it." And he's this 22 year old real cowboy. Like this dude's so legit. He had his face and head crushed by a bull and was in a coma for a week. And he still does this as his wow. thing. Yeah. Wow. So this guy's like, anyway, and he was like, I got it, man. He was like, he's like, I'll walk you through it. No big deal. I'm nervous. Nervous as hell because I'm right there. And he goes, you just pull the, 
you pull the rope tight. I didn't realize I'm pulling the rope that makes the animal mad. Yeah, well, there's, I think the rope actually is attached to his balls, and that's what makes him buck. Oh, God, that would make sense. Yeah, I, I think that's I, – I could be mistaken, but that's what I'd heard. Like, that's why the bulls get bucking, because, like, their testicles are attached to a rope, rope. that's getting pulled. Yeah. Holy shit. Can you imagine if somebody did that to your balls? You'd be pretty mad. Dude, I'm, like, really going to be worried about karma now for, like, the next couple <laughs> days. Because <laughs> I would not purpose. Well, you didn't, know. I didn't. I was just no. – they were like, pull on this rope, and all of a sudden I do – the gate opens up, and that bull was this close to my face when it jumped, and I went. I, Wait, well, you went, you weren't on top of the. No, bull. but I was on you the were, fence. Right. I'm in the chute. So you pulled the rope while the bull was standing there, and in the chute, and then they opened the gate, and he's right here. And when he reared up and bucked, he was like right eye level. Like I'm looking at a 1500 pound ant. Jeez, that close. You know, he kicked the the bull when they opened it. He, he kicked so hard that he like kicked one of the p wood paneling things off of the chute and it went flying if there would have been an extra or anybody standing there they would have gotten severely hurt holy shit so i was like um yeah this it was it was very real so i was a little like at one point did you ever go this is bullshit yeah i did and also the the, the bull kept farting <laughs> while we were shooting like and it sounded like a garbage disposal it was like <laughs> i was like I was like, "Is that his ass?" And they were like, and the camera guys could not stop laughing because every time he did it, I would go, "My mouth was open, my my <laughs> mouth, ow, my mouth was open." I'm like, so the camera guys couldn't stop giggling, but it it sounded horrible. It was like, and that was a sounds was like a, my dad. And that was a fart. And I was like, "All right," and like, what were you when they're shooting? Now, where are you? Like, you're not. The right. stunt guy's riding though. Are you? But are you supposed to be on the bull? Is no, that the commercial I was just did? the guy. The commercial. The, I'm the guy that's right there, delivering the line before the bull takes off. Going, this ain't your first rodeo, R right? <laughs> and then you know, because they zoom in and see that the guy's like, "What the what the hell? No, yeah, this is my first rodeo. What the where the hell am I? You know, it's, and that's how it is in all the scenarios. So it's going to be pretty funny. Cool. Very cool. That's I great, man. That's great. So from that, um, you came right to John Lovitz where we were yeah. last night. Yeah. And uh, you had a killer set. Like, I had a good time. Killer. No, it was like, if, if you haven't seen Brett Riley, by the way, incredibly funny, incredibly, as you can tell, multifaceted, talented young man. Oh, I appreciate and, that. Well, no, and with all due respect to the comedians that went up before you on the show last night, it wasn't It wasn't the, mo the, the best crowd at the beginning. They were kind of like... They were Not, tentative. They were tentative. They weren't to get together as a group yet. And the first couple comics that went up, as funny as they might be, they just didn't grab the crowd. Matter of fact, one of them kind of made the I, – I, I heard the crowd starting to split up into little talking groups, which is awful. Yeah. And then you got up there and immediately just grabbed the mic and said, who here is in love? It's just like engage the crowd right away. And, I, and it took a minute or two, but you got them focused. And within about two or three minutes, they were with you. And you, had I was nervous about starting off that way. I just you started, and that was a new joke you were telling me, right? Yeah, I just had come. I just had that thought the other day, so I was really excited that it worked. And it was a slow build. I liked it that yeah, you yeah. and along with the the other a couple comics that were we were all chatting afterwards were like that was a professional set because you engaged them. It wasn't like right off the bat, like look at me, look at me. You engaged it like it was a conversation piece, yeah. and then got them engaged, and then hit them. And I was like, 
But yeah, the I, the whole how many people are in love thing. Cause, and then remember people, that's what got him all involved is yeah. a, a big portion of the crowd booed. Right, right. And, and you, I was like, boo, what are you booing? I was like, okay, all the people that raised their hand and said you are in love, I was like, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, they're balls. booing. You've got balls. And that's why these people are booing. Right. Because they're scared. And it was great because you engaged the people in love and you engaged the people that booed. You brought, yeah. you, 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 uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, gave attention if you will yeah to, gave, to both gave credence to both sides i was like i get it i know why you're booing yeah and 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 here to you guys that are in love let trust me i know your side because i'm that guy too i'm in love you know like and then tell the story you see know? that like that when i found out later after the show that that's like a brand new bit i was like i was impressed because i don't know like i don't know if you normally do that i if i'm going up on an open mic or something yeah. i'll open with a new bit or something that i'm excited to try whatever when i know it's like a it's an open mic set. It really doesn't matter. It's not a, at a regular club, whatever. Last night it was a Friday night. It was at you know and it was at, you, at, and a, at not, an A room, and they haven't. And that room is not usually as busy as it was. It hasn't. Yeah, been. it hasn't always been. But not, they've been gaining momentum. And yeah, it was. Uh, it was full. It was pretty full. It was. Night. Yeah, no, it was a nice sized crowd. By the time I got off stage, it was full. Yeah, people were I think coming yeah, in a little bit during the like, set. Yeah, but do you now? Would you normally do you normally do that? Do you normally yeah. open up with a new joke? I do. Like it's it's like it's just for me. Um, that's what, that's the only thing that makes it, that's the thing that makes comedy enjoyable for me. Really? If I don't take at least a chance like that, uh, at, at least at some point in my set, I kept, I come off stage very unfulfilled. Even if it went great, great, I come off very unfulfilled because I'm like, I did, I took no chances. I did not, I did what I know works. You've been doing, like, I think to myself, you've been doing this for 15 years and you seriously were too scared to do something that you didn't have planned like like it's very even if it went really great i'm like come on man you're, you're it's it, kind of like i don't know it's like it's always my thing for myself i want to at least do one thing that i've never done before even when, if it's just even if it's just like a throwaway line or uh or whatever i want to do at least something that i've never done every time well I, I know what you mean like as far as material but like to open up with a brand new joke that's honestly that, just me um trying to I'm on. I'm, I, like, Is that I just to shake up your own show? Yeah, it's to shake up my own. Th and also, like I said, I feel like things are lining up. Like this is my. I'm finally doing commercial. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. The reason the commercials. Um, ever since I had the baby, most of the time I make up an excuse to not go to the auditions. <laughs> like I was just like, oh yeah, Santa Monica during during drive time. Yes, uh, pff, I got the baby, <laughs> and uh, we're just we'll have somebody watch the baby. Yeah, I don't want to. Pay a babysitter <laughs> and fight traffic and eh. but you know i mean like i'm trying to shake things up well, you change should, the yeah. alignment you know because things are starting to line up and i want to be confident going forward to take risks and be outside of my comfort zone i'm trying to get myself in a mindset of set of you have a great comfort zone you have a great home base i'm a dad i, I you know i have a baby i have a wife that re that loves me i have a very comfortable home life so in your professional life, I'm trying to get myself really used to putting myself in a regular position outside of my comfort zone. I kind of want to be well, like, the, yeah. I think you need to do that. Like, I think the whole, uh, like, I, I've seen headliners that have their 45, yeah. and that's all they do. And maybe once every couple of years, they'll update a joke or add something new. Yeah, but and that works for the flyover states. Yeah, but that, but it's, 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 yeah. it, it's like an internal death. It's like, I have I, I cannot 
they, they put a uh, uh, peak on their creativity. You yeah, know, and like there's their ceiling, and they just either they can't or they don't want. I'm not to gonna lie. A part of it is also, I mean, I I know a part of that also is I really appreciate Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and how innovative he is. Oh, and yeah. he and and he said that a couple years ago. Like, um, if you have a joke that's a monster, and it just crushes every time, do it first. Yeah. So you're forced to come to up have with to follow another it. crusher. And then if you do that on a regular basis, then you'll start having... Like a crushing hour. A crushing hour. Yeah. yeah. So I was just kind of like, all right, I'm going to start trying to do that. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, I was nervous. But that, then when it goes well, like last night went well, it's really enjoyable. And by the way, that was so, such a moment. We got to talk about that. Outside. Oh, out- can oh we talk God. about it? Yeah, we can talk about okay. it. I'm married. I'm not like, I, I'm a faithful man, so hell yeah, we can talk about okay, it. Okay, good, because I wanted to talk yeah, about that. we need to talk about that. But I wasn't that. sure what the uh, pr- no. parameters were, because we're, by no. the way, we're at Brett's apartment. We're, yeah. I came here because you're- uh, There's a picture of my wife and I on the mantle, like, yes, r- right. in front of us right now. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah, we're- yeah, we're actually in the uh, the den. The which den all, with and there's baby shit it's all over baby here. Stuff and pictures of me and my wife. Is that your mom over there? No, that's my wife, her mom, and her grandma. They all look like very much the same. They do. Yeah, because yeah. well, you we came here because you're watching your little baby. Yeah, and uh, she's taking a nap. So and you didn't want to. Yeah. Shouldn't bring her over to my place because Allison's smoking weed and there's cats <laughs> and we got hookers and blow. So. Uh. <laughs> no, but yeah, no, there's no. Yeah, that's the thing is like my wife, for one, we're not jealous type people. Two, I, my wife is absolutely secure with me. She knows that I I don't even like that many people, let alone would I cheat on her with some girl just because she's attractive. Well, let's okay. Well, let's uh, okay, let's set let's up the scenario. About, yeah. Okay, so last night, as, as we've been saying, Brett um, not only opened with this great new joke, his whole set killed. Like his whole set killed, and. Uh, Again, if you don't know Brett Sack, number one, shame on you. Number two, look him up because he, uh, I think one of the uh, cornerstones of your act is your R&B singing. Yeah. You do great R&B impressions and you sing fantastically. And, and nobody I, sees it coming because of what I look like. Exactly. Because exactly. I look like, I look like, I have a very ambiguous white guy face. Yes. Like pretty much every time I get off stage, one thing I know I'm going to hear is, you know who you look like? And they'll just name a myriad of white guys that I look like. Right. And because I'm, you know. Because you have that. Just like uh, nondescript white guy look. Nondescript white guy. Yeah. Just, yeah. But then you break out with this R&B voice. Yeah. that, And I have seen this. I have seen this firsthand. Um, women like who don't know you can do it, and who literally go, what the fuck? And like you could see the moistening. You could yeah. see the shock and attractiveness just like show up in their eyes. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And it's immediate too. And it it's is weird as hell. And it's always been that way. And like I have friends that don't sing. That are single, that are like, hey man, let's uh, let's go, let's go to this karaoke bar, man. What are you doing tonight? And I'm like, why, why? Just shut up, man. You know why? You know why? You know why? You know why? Because I'll go and sing, and then I'm, you know, I'm, I have my wife, you know, and the girls will come up and be like, oh my, God, that was so good. Like, I love John Legend, and you sang that song like just like him if not i don't know maybe i mean i'm not just i'm just saying like maybe it was i don't know if it was better but it was go- i was so good like you're amazing i'm like this is my buddy this is my buddy mark and then like then my buddy ends up like hooking up with her and like yeah so in the next fight i get in with my buddy mark he's like you know what screw you riley and i'm like hey mark yeah he's like never mind dude yeah i remember three weeks ago <laughs> 
Yeah, at the I remember bar. I shouldn't have said anything. He's like, I shouldn't have been me. Hey, dude, I, dude, can we go? You promise we can go karaoke <laughs> in again? Yeah, we can. We can go karaoke. So last night, sorry. I so, no, 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 it's okay. Because I, I want to talk, talk about the uh, R&B thing, too. But uh, we could. Well, let me, actually, before we get to, the, to this, because this. It, well, well, no, we'll talk about this. So after the show, Brett, uh, again, great set, R&B. We're outside in this patio area, and he's having a cigarette. And there is this incredibly hot girl, like just top to bottom, just gorgeous. I wish I took a picture of her, but that would have been yeah. creepy. Uh, gorgeous face, long flowing hair, had this exotic look, almost yeah. looked like Middle Eastern and Hispanic. like With mixed. Caucasian, yeah. With she Cauc- was, yeah, just like this she incredible, was very, perfect blend. Yeah, and she was just... And physic- she, she was a physical specimen. Yes, yes. She I really, mean, she really was. I mean, this and this might sound weird. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a foot fetish guy, but I appreciate a beautiful foot. Oh. And she, ha- she was wearing open-toed sandals, and I just like, oh my god, she, she takes such good care of her feet. That's like such a. Oh, she hot- takes care of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, and she, she, she smelled like flowers. D- oh. No, dude, she was. Anyway, she, but she, and I, yeah. and she was like, she was sitting on the stool, and just um, you were smoking, and she pulled out a set, and she had this, 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 right off the bat, had this look, and she just looked at you. She goes, "Do you have a light?" And you, you were all cool. We go, "Yeah," and she immediately goes, "You are incredible," as you're lighting, <laughs> and I'm just going, "Oh man," and I'm I, I watching watch you it. by the way, and I told you I could see you the whole time. I watched you watch the whole thing, and it was what was making it so enjoyable. Is you're like. Yeah, like I had that. Four, you're like five feet away with this totally just. I've got to see what's I, I, going on here. I was standing next to watched, Allison, and I was wa- looking, making eye contact with her while she was talking, but I could see you the whole time, and you were just like, <laughs> I, was, I, I was engaged. I was just face. like engaged. Look, yeah, and yeah, because I'm, I'm just thinking like, okay, I know he's not gonna fuck her, right. but I just, I gotta see this because this girl is so flirting with him. She's, I, I couldn't hear what she was saying, but I could tell it in the no, eyes. No, you I could, could see, see the body language, the body language, the, the body exactly. language in the eyes. And I'm not gonna lie. I told you this last night. I felt whenever shit like that happens, I'm not gonna lie. I feel very virile. Like yeah. it gives me like my man. Like my my. It really just does something for my manhood. Like oh, I, feel I totally like such understand. A, I feel like such a man when I, a woman like that, you know, is just looking at me and she's. I mean, you could see it. You saw it. That's I what do, was I so st- great. I is know. You saw it. And she was looking at me like. Mm. Like, oh, like she I, couldn't even, and I was like, like she was just, and and just confident compliment after compliment after compliment to just. So wait, what now? Because I couldn't hear what dude, exactly. She just she, kept telling me, um, she kept talking about singing, and I've seen so many comics, and oh my god, you had me just. Uh, it was just compliment after compliment after compliment, and she's, you know, and uh, she was like, "Your koozie, I want to buy one," and and I go. Yeah, I was, she was like, "Who came up with that? Did you you came up? How'd you come up with that idea?" And I was like, "My my wife. My wife's brilliant." And she was like, "Oh my!" And like, as soon as I mentioned like I, my wife, it was like that's what freaks me out though about women. It makes me think that they all might be a little bit evil. Is how that, can that, that be that, a turn on? How can that be a turn on? Yeah, exactly. I mentioned you're unattainable. That, yeah, and I'm, you're unattainable. And, and I mentioned that my wife. You know, oh, my wife's brilliant. She thought thought of the koozie idea. You know, and because it, it has my has all my contact on there mm-hmm. for social media and you know and the little the death is a shark slogan you know that people dig and and uh she was like oh and like and then i kept it short i kept it short and then you and i walked in and we had the com- this conversation this conversation we had yeah. last night because it really does i mean i'm not gonna lie any man that like and any and by the way if my wife were to get upset about that that's just not realistic and we would talk about it but we also talked about fighting with your that was what my joke it was about love. Yeah. About uh is you t- can't 
if you're really in love, it's it's a really hard place to be at certain points because you're not going to stop loving them. You don't. You're powerless. You don't have <laughs> like you'll be like this is the line in the sand. Okay, you cross this line, we're gonna have some serious problems. And uh, yeah, if that person knows that you love them and it's a well-established real love, they're just gonna do hopscotch Got on, your, over the, on, line, on yeah. the line. And then all you can say is, "But you met." We well, you messed up my line. Like you got nothing. There's nothing. You, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's so what being is, in love is like. So like my wife, like I'm not a guy that's gonna like rubberneck when like a really hot girl walks <laughs> by when I'm walking down the street with my wife. But my wife knows that like it's a we're, huge we're, we're, boost to my ego when I'm doing shows in Hollywood and there are physical specimens out here. My wife sees men that are physical specimens. It's Hollywood, right? You know, and she's like, um, you know, nobody. I, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, let me ask you this, because sometimes this happens with me because every so often, even every at, so often at the stage I'm at now, I still <laughs> get the uh, this physical specimen showing me some interest. It's, oh, and, I, and I know that that ego boost. Yeah. And uh, I never cheat on my wife or anything. Yeah. I love her. Allison, Allison also uh, also very cool with me looking at other women. She'll even go, no, she's hot. Fucking look at her. Yeah. Um, but there's this part of me that's still like, I don't know what your childhood was like, but for me, I was a very geeky kid, did not get paid a lot of attention to by women. So when it happens still, there's this part of me that's still that little kid going, oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah. And then when either they notice my ring or they ask, you know, like, are you married? Or they ask, you know, like, is your wife, whatever. Yeah. There's this part of me going, oh yeah, I'm married. Like, and and I kind of <laughs> go like, either... Tr- <laughs> Like I, I don't go out of my way to mention my wife, or yeah. if they, or if they ask, I go, oh yeah, yeah, I'm married. But uh, so anyway, what about like I, I don't want to call too much. No, attention and I'm, to I, it. I, I'm, I'm so awkward with that immediately. Like if a, if a beautiful woman comes up and says hi, I will go. So I, did I show you guys um, pictures of my beautiful wife and my baby? Did I? So, so you, you put oh, it out just, there right it's away. Just, it's just always, and it used to, and the years past. Now, I, now. That's another thing. That's why I was kind of celebrating last night because I'd like to tell you the truth. I'm starting to really have some big evolution as, in myself as a person. I'm like I'm hitting some growth stuff. Like some awesome. like like for instance like being on set this week two days with people I don't know all day on set made me. I saw something as plain as I could possibly see it that I had just kind of know, knew about but had not seen it in this way that it, to where the behavior is actually going to change because of it i saw what my what bothers my wife and my friends on set and that i beat myself up like i want to be a good guy and i want so bad and i want to be good at my career and i want to be a good husband i want to be a good friend i want to be a good dad and all this stuff yeah it's good to have that effort but you beat yourself up it makes people awkward what did you beat yourself up? no at? i just do I, I i saw it like i would like screw up a line and it's really easy lines on the commercial set, and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry about that." And my and they'd see my, me just to, just just my little physical movements, or like, you know, like, or they could see it in my eyes that I was really like pissed at myself that I just screwed up on something minor. They're like, "Hey, man, you're good, dude. Hey," and it just made it very clear to me that it's been like that for for years, and I'm trying to clean that up. Like, oh, not because it makes it's it's off putting, and I never even saw it as being like it's not just like a quirky thing. It's kind of off putting to people because if you're if people are showing you appreciation and they're showing you that they think you're awesome and they're trying to like show that to you uh, that they think that you're great, 
um, it's off-putting to somebody. If, if, if you're, you cut yourself yeah, down. Yeah, if you almost, cut yourself down or you try and make yourself small or you... It's almost like disregarding what yeah. they're giving you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, and that was also what was cool about us having the conversation about the lady is like, there's nothing weird about me going, that was cool. No. You saw that. That lady, that chick was really hot and she was, was it just not, it's not just me, dude. You saw the, the body language and oh, the eye you? that she was looking at me. How like when you were in college, you know, and a girl would look at you at a bar and you're that, 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 that get your juices flowing mm-hmm. moment when you're like holy shit she's already picturing what it's like what it's like me. to fuck me and yeah and you're just like huh <laughs> okay this well i feel fun. good I, yeah. this is fun i feel very virile and manly as well you should no but it was uh but i realized that though um because like doing that but overcompensating too that's why i brought that up about beating myself up and learning stuff like doing that I'm not as awkward with it. Like, there's no reason that I need to do that. Like, like immediately go. So I have a wife and a baby, and uh, here's some pictures of my kid and then and then my beautiful wife and blah blah blah. Like, it used to make other comics awkward and stuff. They're like, "Hey, man, I'm single. You didn't need to scare all four of those chicks away. <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck? Yeah, man? that shouldn't be the opening line. Yeah, hey, you were great up there. Thanks. My wife thinks so too. Thanks, as my wife as my thinks I'm so great. Yeah, and uh, and I love them very much. I would never do anything to hurt them. Yeah. And what's your name? Yeah. Right. So I'm trying to, so. No, that's it. That's so you're, it, it's, I think what you're saying is like, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're getting that more, uh, true confidence in yourself. You see yeah. what other people are seeing in you. Yeah. And starting to realize that that's not a bad thing. No? But, and I'm also realizing what, um, where that came from. And it came from being like a small town kid. Cause being in the small town, you know, you do anything that's exceptional or standing out from the crowd people are like you think you're better than me huh Huh?" oh so you think you're better than everybody is that that's what it is well maybe it's not about brad all the time huh have you ever thought about that so then that's just kind of no but i fucks with yeah and it fucked with and i never realized how much that fucked with me but truly like up until my mid-20s i would go but whenever i was in the midwest it it doesn't matter if i was family friends work relationships i'd have people say shit to me like because i love to talk and it's not just because I want the limelight. It's because I naturally want to conversate with yeah. people. I want I, conversate is not a word. I want to converse. You know what I mean? Uh, conversate is not a word. I was trying to think of the other word you me. fucked up. Was it suddenly or <laughs> supposedly? Oh, so, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly, it yeah. could be. It could. You could conversate. Supposedly, supposedly. you could conversate. Uh, no, no, but I, I liked it. But growing up and like up until. It just, I don't know. I've realized all this stuff just recently that that's not normal. That's not okay. No, I like think that people, yeah. Well, I, spe- I think especially in this town, you've got to be confident. Yeah. But just not like egocentric. Right. Th- there's a way to walk that line. Well, there's know? balance in it. And that's why I didn't realize that the damage of it being offset the opposite direction. Like everybody sees the person that's a bit of a narcissist or a little bit too self important. But you don't see the damage of the opposite direction where the person's not. Give yourself some credit, man. Yeah. Like you're especially in this town, you yeah. need it. You need it. Yeah, and this isn't the town to look like you're vulnerable or like you second guess yourself or doubt. You know what I mean? No, no, and it's and it's and it's worse because comedians are naturally like that. Yeah, like I think we uh, there, there's something inherent about people who do comedy. It's either I, I've I've kind of narrowed it down to either you have some kind of addiction that you're supporting. Yeah. Or they or you have a hole in your soul that's only filled by laughter from or approval from strangers well that's what freaks people that's what i'm trying to show 
with me is that I do this because I love conversation. And to me, comedy is the best vehicle for me to be able to communicate mm -hmm. with a broad range of people, whether it be old, young, white, black, Latino, Mexican, you know, Chinese, whatever. You know, I can I, that's it, really what it leads to discussion. That's why I had so much fun last night. Is I seriously don't know how many different people of all of different backgrounds and different people that I talked to last night. Cuz that's what I like is the conversation. But growing up, where I grew up, people just thought I was talking cuz I wanted attention. Now you grew up in Kansas? Yeah. In a small you said you grew up in a farm I grew five up in miles a farm away town from any other humans. humans. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, but that was like 6th grade through ninth grade. Okay. And well, and most of my childhood, because that's where my we moved to the family farm where my grandparents, you know, my grandparents family farm. And we moved my grandma into town from sixth grade to ninth grade. But we were always there. Like okay. We spent all the summers there, everything. And then we lived there. But uh, the town that I was born in and the town I graduated high school is like 30,000 people. OK, well, it's still small. Yeah. In comparison to like L.A. or whatever. But 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 that mentality in Kansas, though, like when I was growing up and even when I was in like working in the workforce, you'd have people go, you know, you're working with people all day at a restaurant or at a sales job. I would always get these people saying the most asshole stuff to me. And looking back on it, in hindsight, it was a it was asshole behavior. And I tolerated it as the norm. But it's not they would do stuff like this. Like I'm talking to them and trying to entertain them and com and converse with them about things. And I would always get this shit from people like. Hey, maybe it's not all about you, Brett. How about you ask me about my day? Huh? Huh? You're always telling everybody this story. I did this, or this is what's going on with me. Mm, maybe what's going on with me, Brett? I don't know. And I would go, I don't, okay. okay uh, what's going what's, on with you? What's going on with you? Well, not a lot, right? <laughs> you know, like, and, it's always, <laughs> you know, and it would always be some shit like that. I'm like, well, make your fucking life entertaining, douchebag. Like, come on. I'm. It's not like I don't give a shit. It's not like it's not like I'm overpowering. I talk a lot, but it's not like I'm like trying to take hostage the freaking the whole conversation. The whole conversation. I'm more than willing to hear your. So, it, so is was that kind of one of the motivations to get out of there to pursue comedy, or oh, were yeah. you were you like doing comedy in your hometown and then left? I was doing comedy since I was a kid and didn't, didn't realize it. I, I don't count. I don't count. Well, wh when did you like, do like your first time on stage? First time on stage was when I was twenty. Twenty, and this was still in Kansas. Yeah, in it was that, in Wichita. Oh, Wichita. Okay, that wait is that the funny bone? It's a uh, Looney Bin. Looney Bin. Sorry, Looney Bin. Yeah. Yes. And I and do a, I do an impression of the guy that that used to run it. I don't think he runs it anymore because I think it closed and it reopened. But Mark Prass. Mark Mark his, it was a, I think not Mark was, Price. Not Mark. Skippy Mark Price. No, that's Mark. Yeah. That's Mark. Mark Payne. Mark Payne. Mark Payne. Mark Payne. And he talked like this. And he he'd be like, "You think I give a shit about you? I don't. I'd rather be in a deer stand with my balls hanging out my shorts." Like, why do your balls have to be hanging out of your shorts? Hey, don't question me. And he would always be like, if you won't go out there, you you know, you are not special. You are not special. If you want to, you can go go out to L.A. and stand in line with all those other retards, sag-holding membership dumbasses. Go ahead. Serious. He would say stuff wow. like that. Sounds yeah. like a really good mentor. Sounds like a great guy to be running a comedy club. Yeah, good. You are not special. I no. did it. I remember I did a – I can't remember the name of the uh, – town it had to be outside of wichita somewhere i did this uh gig and i just remember me and the other guy went to a mall in wichita and um we were i remember we were leaving we we're trying we, we couldn't get it we couldn't find our way out like the parking lot was so fucked up and i i had a joke that i opened with i go uh 
I was trying to get out of that mall, and it's just we couldn't find our way out. We couldn't find our way out. It was like the Blair Wichita project. Nice, nice. Well, but um, played. thank you. But yeah. it wasn't. It was uh, there was some town just outside of Wichita. Hutchinson. Hutchinson, exactly. That's my hometown. Are you serious? Yeah, it's exactly where I was. Hutchinson's my they, hometown. They had Where'd the, you do? Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of the place. Was it called the Raz? Was it called the W? No, it was a um. I think they did karaoke there. It was. I know they had Screech there, and that's what the guy was really bragging about, like oh, Screech fuck. the week before me. And um, but yeah, it was Hutchinson. What the hell was the name? Of, I'll, I'll I'll find out. I have it written down at home. I'm sure. But Hutchinson is exactly where it was. Yeah, that's, that's my hometown. So, really? Yeah, I that's do. So a, funny. I do a show. I try to do a show once a month, but this last one we did, uh, we didn't really think it through because we did it on Easter weekend. <sighs> so we had like 55 people, I think, in both shows, and that was like it was cool, but like. It wasn't it, what it, it could be. Well, no, it normally sells out. So. Oh well, when you're competing I, with Jesus, it's a little. Yeah, you uh, can't. Yeah, you can't compete with Jesus. Because he, man, he, uh, he is a headliner. He's definitely a headliner. Man, he bumps he, everybody. <laughs> he bumps everybody. Oh Christ! Great. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah, I, I think I thought of my. Uh, <laughs> I want to call myself the pacifist blasphemist. <laughs> That's know. a great CD title. Yeah, I didn't know what. I don't know. I don't have anything with it yet, but I thought of those co- that combination of words the other day. The pacifist blasphemist. I like it. I didn't know what to do with it yet, but I thought I it was I, a good combination of words. I have this bit that I'm working on about a it's just about a meth head clown, <laughs> and uh, I I don't know how I'm going to work it in, but just the phrase "there's a meth head." There's a method to being a meth head. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to make that work, but I've got I'm, I'm determined to make that uh, fit in the bit. But um, okay, so you you started doing comedy in uh, in, in Hutchinson or Wichita? Wichita, yeah. Wichita. Now, how soon did you incorporate the R and B into it? Was that right from the beginning? Was that something that you you were good at anyway? And then either you or somebody else said, "Hey, you know, maybe you should try integrating the two? No, I've been I did I brought it in right from the beginning. I would because I would make fun of like the stuff that's popular on the radio, and every comic that I worked with, everybody like all, the whole first five years of doing comedy, uh, it with all the comics that do the regular Midwest road gigs and stuff, the Midwest headliner type guys would tell me, "Hey man, you're funny, kid. I mean, you're funny, but I mean, psh, let's be honest. Come on, be honest. The only reason the crowds you know are putting up with you is because I mean, you're a hell of a singer. You should be a singer. You know that. Come on." Like discounting it, like I'm not doing comedy. Right. And I was like, <coughs> and I would get pissed. I would be like, shut the fuck up, dude. It's not like I have a, you're making it seem like I'm a ventriloquist or I'm doing like right. juggling or I'm, or I'm, or I'm a guitar comic or like, or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever other, any method of stuff that they discount, you know, in the comedy purity the, you know, argument, which I think is absolute horseshit. We're entertainers. Well, no, see, here's where I might uh, disagree. Disagree. Because I I I I might be a purist. Not you're so, a bit of a purist. I'm a I, bit we've of had a, conversations yeah. in the past. You're a bit of I'm a, a purist. I'm a bit of a purist. I like I'm not discounting ventriloquists or I'm married to a guitar act for God's sake. Yeah. But to me, like anybody that isn't up there just bearing their soul without right. the inclusion of some kind of uh i hate using the word gimmick but i'm using i'm generalizing with that word oh yeah no. is is an entertainer a funny entertainer a comedic entertainer but to me a comedian is a is a artist a microphone and an audience now right. what you do i consider you a comedian because yeah you you sing really well but it's not like you're going up there and then you're just singing a song and the getting reaction time. with that you're using the song and your voice as a catalyst 
for telling a joke. You're not using the the, the song isn't and the maybe, entertainment. And maybe honestly, to tell you the truth, maybe when I was early on in my career, and the you know my act wasn't as strong or where it's at now. I'm okay. Maybe those headliners, maybe they were saying. Okay, this kid's really not that funny, but he's crushing because of the singing stuff. He doesn't really have any material, which maybe that was the case when I was, you know, first couple of years. Well, I mean, you did in those early years were you just singing? And then no, I was doing. Uh, I did a bunch of dumb stuff, though. We all did dumb early. stuff. Like I did shit where I would be able to wreck a crowd by doing this dumb dancing thing, where <laughs> I would talk like about my all the different ways that I like to dance at really like. The like popular nightclubs and stuff where we all did are, that shit. Yeah, where people are, you know, and I and that was, you know, that was but, to me, it's cheap, you know, and to the and to like the headliners that had crafted an act, right? They're but like, that, they're to, like, that's so cheap. That but see, they laugh, forget because yeah. sometimes I'll do that too. Sometimes I'll watch somebody going, "Oh my god, you're really doing this," but then I go, "Well, wait a minute, I've been doing this over 20 years." Yeah. When I started, look back at what I used to do, yeah. you know, and, and then, I'm like, okay, it's 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 what you have to do before you really kind of discover your character, right. what you want, and really want to say. Exactly. And what your voice is. Exactly. Like, like I, my voice right now is like, I'm a guy trying to go, look, it's okay to just be a, a person, just be a person. Right. That's you give make, a fuck. I give a fuck. That's why I'm yes. making, you know, that's my voice now is that I'm making fun of how we've turned ourselves into caricatures mm -hmm. because of our media. Right. You know. And it's yeah, and it's a good point of view to come. And from. that's where, so that's where a lot of my stuff comes from now. But yeah, no, like it's, you see these young comics where they don't realize, you know, when I'm watching them now, a lot of times here, where the audience is having a good time, so the comic thinks he's killing, killing it. Yeah, but he's a cheerleader. Right. He's just cheerleading. Did you ever know a comic? How are all my people doing? Yeah. Like, Did you ever know a guy back in the day named Chicken? Yeah. You remember Chicken? Yeah, he was the ultimate cheerleader. He was absolutely yeah ultimate. Like like he uh, chick. I remember the first. Did he get on? He was on Black. He was in Black Hawk Down. Yeah, Black Hawk Down, and, and uh, he got Triple a bunch X. of. And he's like a Kansas City comic, because he used to come. No, back. he was uh, Alabama. He was from Birmingham. Okay, but, but he uh, spent some time in. I met him. Oh, in I mean, he was, he was, he did the road like a dog. Yeah, yeah, he was he he definitely uh, put yeah. his time in on the road. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. I remember him. Yeah, but I mean. Like, I'd heard about him before I even met him. Like, yeah. his reputation had preceded him. And then when I finally saw him, I'm like, I mean, he, nice guy. Yeah. Um, but total uh, cheerleader with very – he had a couple of bits where I very, was like – Very – and then you put in a couple of bits. Yeah, yeah. But it was all – he had music cues and – That are mo – they're moderate at best. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's But unfortunately, that's where we're at. And that's where we've been for a good while in this comedy world is – the people like that that are really good cheerleaders with moderate, moderate, moderate bit, they get to open for uh, the, the, you know, they get to open for the headliners that are booking dates all over, the, you know, that are on tour all yeah. the time, you know, at the, and they're, they're the ones that the improvs. Yeah. What, what sometimes gets and then they come back and they get on things because they, because they, of, because they've been working. Yeah. And because they're attached to a certain uh, headliner yeah. who's, you know, kind of pushing them through. And like, I'm not trying to. I, I, and no, I know no, no. And that's not it, even a bitter, jaded thing. But I mean, OK, I'd like tell me if you I have to bring this up because I was telling somebody this the other day and they were like, you know what? Normally, when comics talk about what you just talked about, it comes off as jaded, comes off as 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 um, like you're hating like you're. But I explained it. Sometimes things just are what they are. 
Okay. Okay. And that's how I'm trying to like, I'm trying to let myself off the hook too. Cause I don't personally attack anybody. I'm not mean. Right. So I don't know why I censor myself so much. Like, cause well, so, what, what were you saying? What I said was Dane cook. Somebody was talking shit about Dane cook. And mm-hmm. I go, here's the thing with Dane cook. A lot of people were like, how did he become this megastar? And it is right place, right time, right place, right time, yeah. period. Because he got on with the MySpace thing. Mm-hmm. Not only that, and that wasn't just a thing. People like to di- to like simpl- oversimplify things. It wasn't just the MySpace thing. Dan Cook also lived here and met people on the cutting edge of software and technology. And he met somebody. This is the truth. I don't know, you know who this person is, but... He met somebody that had software, a program that ran with MySpace to where every, when Dane Cook was starting his rise and starting to do tours and do colleges and do all this stuff and be out there. And he got the and when the machine started for him, mm-hmm. every single city that Dane Cook would visit and do dates, he had a program for MySpace that would send everyone that was on MySpace in that city. Yes. Uh, a friend request. So. All of the all of these kids, college kids, are getting friend requests from him. And as soon as you, and back when you accepted somebody on MySpace, it takes you to their page. So it's like it's like inviting somebody to your commercial. Yes. So he would invite them. Then they would look at his tour dates. They have clips right there. They he had a message from him, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. So it gave this false authenticity and genuineness because all the kids in the Midwest. When I, because I never was really a big Dane Cook, fan, like the, his style wasn't my style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like he wasn't the style that I would gravitate towards. That's it, you know. But I'd be back in like the Midwest, and like my girlfriend's cousins or something would be like, "Oh man, have you ever met Dane Cook? He's amazing." I'm like, "Yeah." It gave them that feeling of that they knew him. That yeah. they knew him. That there was a connection, and that was a computer program, and it made him vastly hugely you know and that's what started this whole thing that we're in right now where people with the are social booking, media where people are booking jimmy kimmel because they have a million or half a million twitter, twitter followers. followers and twitter is not comedy it's not even it, performing at all it's just snarkiness it's like writing notes in in junior high yeah it's like passing them exactly to your friends. what it is yeah. it's writing notes in junior high and passing it to your friends to make each other giggle to pass yeah. the time that's it's, it and it's and and Look, I, and I don't yeah. want to say. And by the way, you're not wrong with the Dane thing. With the Dane, no. Yeah. But yeah. And, and and but here's the thing: Dane also had the um, the material and presence the mater- to back up exactly. the, the hype that he was creating. for Oh himself. no, and that's a, and yeah. I wasn't. I'm not discounting. No, no, it. And yeah. I, I know you're not. I know but you're I was not. just. But somebody but that's, didn't. But then the same thing. The re- the reason that I, what I equate it to is there's another story. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, is an absolute machine. Uh, an example of what the machine can do for you if you are right place, right time. All of her videos, they started putting her stuff up on YouTube and stuff, and they started all. The, you see, all the videos are like millions and millions of hits. Uh, but it was a pro- software program. All that's artificial and inflated. She really? actually, yeah, her audience is not as that big. She was not, but it made everybody. Lady Gaga lied to me. It made it made, no, but it made everybody think that she's got. There's so much demand for, her. and it's just. Um, so we're in a, we're in an interesting time. It, like well, yeah, we're we're in a, we're in a time of false popularity, false popularity and forced apathy. Yes, yes, and it's yeah. it's sad, and it's and and again, this might come uh, back to my purist uh, mentality, but just going like, um, I I can't tell you how many times I've heard, uh, you know, so, you know, so and so got a booking on this, 
really? They've only been doing a couple of years. Well, they have, you know, 100,000 Twitter followers. So yeah. they're I'm like, that doesn't mean shit. Exactly. That, that does not mean, that doesn't mean 100,000 people are going to watch him on TV. Also or 100,000 people are going to come see him live. But that's another reason I don't understand how any of these numbers could have any validity in this town for the simple fact that a lot, somebody of, these, said a lot it of these young guys, a lot of these young guys that are, have all these Twitter followers, you only have the Twitter followers because Gabriel Iglesias took you on tour or... You know, a big name took you on tour. Like Dane took you on tour. Somebody took you on tour. Russell Peters took you on tour. He let you do a couple dates with him. Yeah. And then people saw you affiliated with him, and you kind of buy. Y- you buy your popularity bu- yeah, through bu- their yeah through all this on stuff. their so, coattails. Like, it's just, you know what I mean. My numbers aren't crazy on social media, but I I would beg to say that I would say eighty five percent, if not more, of the people that are connected with me on social media, I've actually met. Or they've seen me actually performing live. Right. Like, I think I'm, like, right under 800 likes for my whatever comedy page on Facebook. I know every single one of those people has actually seen my show and all this stuff. It's just, I don't know. But I just, but that's why it's hard for me to find management that I can work with. Because I can't, I can't, honestly, if you're not smart enough to realize that's the actuality and you want to fight with me or argue the 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 importance of this make believe shit? I can't really work with you. I yeah. can't. I'm sorry. I'm a grown up. I deal with things that are actualities. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but if you you know like, I don't know how to deal with people that are like, well, you need to learn to play the game. I'm not foolish either. I'm not like I don't think that I'm going to change the game, but I am going to live this like my life, my business life. My the way you want to live it. The way I want to live it. And yeah. I'm not going to... I know that there's tons of people, you know, and I love it when you're talking to somebody and they're trying to tell you that they want to manage you and that you're great. But as soon as you give any hesitation or whatever, they'll be quick to remind you that there's a thousand just like you. And I, and I purposely will give hesitation when I have business meetings with people because I'm like, thanks, that's all I wanted to hear. Because, no, if you, I, like, just, I just don't understand why. I, that's also what I'm trying to put out in the world is I want people to feel more empowered. Like I said, this forced apathy. People just believing like, well, what are you going to do about it? It's been like this forever. That's how they've controlled people forever, you know, and it's not even that long ago, you know. And like, with, oh, with the social media? Just shit? with social media, yeah. with, with just public. It's just easier and easier with technology and with with media and stuff it's just so much it's easier to control groups of people i love individuals and i want individuals to feel more empowered i'm not trying to change large groups because large groups are easy to herd right but i would love to you know i'm i'm totally excited to meet to travel the world and meet as many awesome individuals as i can and and this is the thing like you i've i've done a lot of shit overseas and you know around the country and it it's nice to get out of LA. It's nice to get oh, yeah. out of the heart of the machine and just go, Oh my God, there's a real world out there where, yeah. where it doesn't matter what your Twitter followers or your look is or, or this or that. They're or just like, Hey, you're funny. Yeah. I like you. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is what it's about. Yeah. But we're, like I said, we're here in the epicenter where bullshit reigns sometimes. Oh yeah. And it's just, that, and that's just always how it is, but that is how it is in any business. Like, yeah, I know. Turds it, float up. Look at politics. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but I mean like the people that are that were that are helming the machine are not the ones that have their finger on the pulse. On the they pulse of yeah. They don't you know, they 
They think they do. They want to believe it's just all interchangeable parts. Yeah. They're like, you know, and that's what I gather from all these meetings that I have with certain people, which is fine. Those people are not going to go away. I'm still going to have to figure a way to maneuver with that, with that being a thing. The way it is, yeah. Right. But for my sanity, I'm going to have to find management and, and a person, you know, my team. You know, I explained it to a man, to an agent not too long ago. I was like, I'm not disrespectful or strange or, you know, wanting to be in any kind of disrespect, but I'm not, I'm not um, hiring a boss. I'm trying to put together a team of people that can most efficiently um, help me achieve my goals and also with the least amount of um, dr- drama or, uh, stress. or stress. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to have to deal with people that I have to convince. Like if you if you want to be part if we want to work together let's work together, right? And and let's just do that. That's like how it should I, be. So I want to just find good. I want to put together good business partnerships and and work with people. Like when I work with other comics, I'm not trying to screw anybody over. I don't give a shit. I hope to God you get a Comedy Central special. I hope you're wildly successful, you know. But like let's just let's uh let's work together. Let's enjoy not work it. against each other. Yeah, let's like get like all this cattiness. It's it's so stupid, and it's, I sometimes I fall into the bullshit. Too. Well, you can talk, you can have an opinion. There's a difference between being catty and just having an opinion. You're not trying to hurt anybody's career or anything, but you feel the way you feel about certain things. Yeah, you can talk and just have a discussion like a grown up like that, and then be aware when it's slipped into cattiness and put a stop to it when you're you know like just kind of be like, mm, come on, it's not a bad person, you know. Right. You may not be a fan of their comedy or whatever, but, but come on now. You're you've went below the belt now and you're Exactly. You're taking you shit on another human for I know reason. like I yeah. whenever whenever I get around comics that are like that that have either been in it for a while yeah. or just have that attitude naturally, it's like I don't want to be around you. You're no, bring, you, you're, you're, energy, you're sucking yeah. out my my goodness right now mm-hmm. and the more I'm around you, the more I feel myself becoming you and I don't want to do that. Have you ever that. read the art, any articles about being an empath and are you one do you know what that is? No. I'm. An, I no. read articles about it, and I've come to the. I've come to the conclusion that I that I am one by the definition of this. Uh, it's an empath is person is a person that's very very uh, perceptive of other people's um, energy energy and and it, it it rubs off on me. Yeah, it's basically oh. I'm like a I'm like a lint trap for the for the dryer. Everything that I come into contact with, like an leaving. emotional sponge. Yeah, I, you know. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, if you see like a um. You go to a movie or watch a movie, and it's a very deep philosophical. Do you, when it's over, are you in like a f- deep, yeah, questioning mood? But then if you watch like a romantic comedy, and then you're like, yeah. oh yeah. And then if you watch a depressing movie, you're like, oh. yeah, that's why I can't watch horror movies. Oh, dude, I'm the exact same. I cannot way. watch. I can't watch gory horror movies, and my, you know, I just don't. I don't want to. It just puts an energy in me that I don't like. Yeah, you know? I guess I'm or an empath gore too. And stuff like that, and also like, um, yeah, but like people. And what's cool is once you like. I don't know. I felt really empowered because I, now that I'm comfortable with, I know what works for me. That's why I think things are lining up. Because I'm not, I'm not fu- bucking any system or anything. But like, I've hung out with friends that like, n- not too long ago, I was talking with some friends. They were like, "Hey man, why don't you hang out? Why don't you and Shana come and hang out with us much anymore?" And we were like, "Well, do you still hang out with that, that one couple that's always there when you guys invite us to the get-togethers?" And they were like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, those." Are they're kind of we, we're not big fans of theirs like they're n- nothing we you know we know that they're your friends and that's cool and all that stuff but like we'd like to hang out with you without in, without them around because we don't their energy doesn't like they we just don't click they're, like they're like they're kind of negative and they're just kind of you know 
So, I got you. Yeah, I just can't. And so, you know, and like I'll have people be like, come on out. And I'm like, okay, who's there? And there'll be a couple people there that are just, just the energy's not right. If now, if they show up and then I can deal with it and I can deal with people. I'm not. But, have, you know, when you go to a social situation, you shouldn't have to deal with anything. It should just be Yeah, relaxing. you should just be able to do. And also, but, but that also comes from growing up in a small town. And that's what depresses me so much is when I go home and you go to the bar and people are like, and there's some guy that's being a dick and everybody's like, oh, you know, Gary gets drunk, talks some shit, maybe starts a fight, drives home. <laughs> like, well, why don't we just not hang not, out with Gary? Not anymore. hang out with Gary. Or why don't we make Gary feel awkward so he picks up a World of Warcraft addiction and never leaves his <laughs> fucking house? Let's do that. Well, by the way, man, speaking of guys who get drunk and fight and are assholes, yeah. it's time for a little part of the show called The Skippy Green Show. Okay. It's the Skippy Green Show. You narcissistic son of a bitch. I have been listening to you drone on and on about you. It's not always about you, Brett. Supposedly. Supposedly it's not. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> you look good, by the way. Thanks. Appreciate it. You that. look good. I lo- did your kid make that, by the way? That no, painting actually, that? it was my wife and I. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you make it while you were making your kid? Is it a conception painting? No, not yet. Not yet. Oh, I like that attitude. <laughs> All right. Here's how this works. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And you got to answer it in 10 words exactly. Not 11, not 9. 10 words exactly. Are okay. you ready? Yeah. If you could fuck <laughs> to any R&B singer's music. Okay. Who would it be and why? And do the answer as an R&B singer. Did you follow that line of questioning? I would say Marvin Gaye every day because he's great. Beautiful. A beautiful and very basic. Beautiful, basic, <laughs> but I want to fuck you now. <laughs> oh, that's how it works. It's the Skippy Green Show. <laughs> that was awesome, man. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That was, dude, that was one of the better answers. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks so much for uh, being on the show, man. Hey, man. Thank you for having yeah, we, me. Yeah, we try to keep it to uh, pretty tight. Yeah. So, uh. But this is uh, where can people find you? People can find me uh, brettreilly.com. R i l e r i l e r e b r e b r e two t's r i l e y beautiful dot com and then uh, it's the same for Twitter and and Facebook. Facebook, and all that excellent stuff. man. And it's Mister Brett Riley for Instagram because there was already a Brett that Riley. prick. That prick. Yeah. Uh, cool man. And um, <clears throat> look for a commercial for National Credit Rating. National Credit Report. I think a report. It's a, yeah, but um, more importantly, check out. My I gotta push my podcast. Mark oh, yeah, was yeah, all excited. Right. Uh, he says it's like doing really well. That's on awesome. Yeah, yeah. There. What's uh, your? It's pod- couldn't help but notice. Brett Riley couldn't help but notice. There you go. On uh, John Lovett's Comedy Network. Excellent. So. It's a great. Show. I've done the show before. And, yeah, Flip has been a been a guest, and we and it's just a. It's a, I mean, 
it's a lot like this show where we just chat. Yeah. Except you have video and green screen and yeah, you can go anywhere in the green world. Green screen and I can go anywhere in the world and I'm also getting really confident with pulling clips. Nice. Like so. Yeah. Well, I hope to go back on that show again. Oh, you will be. Excellent. Will be. And uh guys, you know where you can find me at Flip Schultz on Twitter, flipisfunny.com, Facebook Flip Schultz. Um I'm not sure when this is going up, but uh June 2nd unless this has already gone up. Uh my episode of Mistresses will premiere on ABC. And also my Instant Mom episode on Nick at Night um, should be premiering sometime either late May or early June. You can always check my website. I should have updated dates about that. Always check out my tour schedule. You guys, thank you so much for supporting, and we'll see you next week. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? What, what's for dinner? Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds. Talking, talking about what's ever on their minds.